This is The World in 10 on Thursday the 15th of December. I'm Steve Holden. And I'm Laura Cook. On the way, celebration turns to violence in France following their World Cup win over Morocco. A car apparently pulled up with a French flag. Somebody tried to grab the flag. The car did a a U-turn and hit the boy. And a US court hears Paul Pelosi's alleged attacker also wanted to target Tom Hanks. This sends a strong message, this case in general and just the facts of what happened send a clear message to the country that things have gone too far. We'll begin in France as a huge night of celebration for the country at the World Cup turned to tragedy last night. It happened after the team's victory over Morocco. Football fans and riot police clashed across the country and in the southern city of Montpellier, a teenager was killed. The Times of London's Paris correspondent Charles Bremner has more. It was a 14-year-old boy who was with a group of friends from a housing estate celebrating in the street or commiserating the Moroccan loss. We don't know which yet. And a car apparently pulled up with a French flag. Somebody tried to grab the flag. The car did a a U-turn and hit the boy somewhere. Uh, The police are investigating. That's all we know so far. Fireworks were set off in Paris, with trouble reported in Lyon, Bordeaux and Nice too. Support for Morocco had been huge following their unexpected path to the semi-finals, securing victories over far higher ranked teams. French-Moroccan relations go way back, and Charles Bremner tells us many Moroccans settled in France following the country's independence in 1956. There are a lot of Moroccan-French dual nationals. There, There was a lot of disappointment on the Moroccan side, but there's a tendency to let off steam after these matches. Whoever wins or loses, it's not uncommon in France. There are still open wounds over Morocco. Moroccans are are resentful towards France because uh, many thousands were imported basically as labourers in the 1960s after the colonial era, era, and they feel they have not prospered as they should have. We head now to the United States, where police have been testifying about the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband. The court also heard how actor Tom Hanks was on the list of people that suspect David Wayne de Pap wanted to target, along with President Joe Biden's son Hunter and Democratic California Governor Gavin Newsom. Mr de Pap is facing six charges, including attempted murder for the incident on the 28th of October. He pleaded not guilty to all counts last month. The court heard a recording of Paul Pelosi's 911 call, along with a body cam video of the attack, which left him with a skull fracture and injuries to his right arm and hands. Following the four-hour hearing on Wednesday, San Francisco Superior Court Judge Stephen Murphy ruled there was enough evidence to bring the suspect to trial. The assault stoked fears about political violence in the US in the run-up to the midterm elections. San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins. This sends a strong message, this case in general, and just the facts of what happened, send a clear message to the country that things have gone too far and that we must tone down our rhetoric, especially as political leaders. Um, I think to see anyone make light of what happened to Mr. Pelosi um, is unacceptable and simply furthers um, the problem that we have, which is that people think that this type of violence is okay to engage in, and we do need to tone it down. Mr. DePap is due back in court on the 28th of December for a formal reading of the charges. 
There's been much focus on Peru in recent weeks because of the political upheaval which has been taking place. Now the country has entered a state of emergency following a week of protests and road blockades. It all began when the country's former president, Pedro Castillo, was ousted in an impeachment vote. He was arrested after illegally trying to dissolve the country's Congress. He claimed he was doing that to re-establish the rule of law and democracy. Instead, he was charged with rebellion and conspiracy. His supporters were angry and took to the streets. Several people, mostly teenagers, died in clashes with police. The country's defence minister is Alberto Otorola. He says we have agreed to declare a state of emergency throughout the country due to vandalism, violence and roads and highways closure. These acts are being controlled by the national police and by the armed forces. It requires a strong and authoritative response from the government. Recent events have angered supporters of the leftist ex-leader, especially in the rural and mining communities, which helped get the peasant farmer and teacher to office last year. Pedro Castillo's former vice president, Dina Buluate, has since been sworn in, leading to further protests and people demanding her removal. Peru has had several presidents ousted in recent weeks, and in 2020, the country had three different leaders in the space of just one week. To the UK now, where for the first time in the history of the NHS, nurses are walking out of hospitals across England, Wales and Northern Ireland. The dispute over pay and patient safety could see up to 70,000 appointments and operations cancelled on Thursday. The Health Secretary Steve Barclay insists the NHS is open. Carmel O'Boyle is a nurse and chair of the Royal College of Nursing's North West Board and says taking strike action was a tough decision. It's a real privilege and an honour to be a nurse. and It's a fantastic career and it's something that, that I cherish dearly, as do all of my colleagues. You know, It's a, a fantastic profession and every day we get to make a difference for, for all our patients' lives. And every day is a new challenge. It, it's fantastic. But this is, this is how passionate we are about our profession, is that we've had to take this action now for the government to listen to us. The RCN says its members will continue to provide life-preserving and some urgent care, but routine surgery and other planned treatment is likely to be disrupted. This London consultant, who wants to remain anonymous, questioned the RCN. Routine care, if you don't provide it, becomes urgent care and then becomes emergency care. So in all these things, there's, uh, there, you know, there's a compromised position. And um, my worst fear is that this carries on and on and on there's a cumulative effect and more and more people are waiting longer and longer and that that jams up the system in all sorts of other ways. Head of the RCN, Pat Cullen, described the strikes as a tragic first and said her members were acting with heavy hearts. A fresh wave of longer nursing strikes could take place in the new year. Time to see what's making news in the world of sport right now. Here's Nick Ellaby. Football's controversial European Super League, which threatened to create a closed-shop, cash-rich competition for the very biggest clubs, appears to have been killed off for good. 
The Advocate General at the European Court of Justice has decided in favour of UEFA and FIFA after the Super League's parent company took them to court, claiming they'd breached EU law. AG Rantos's opinion is only advisory, but the court, which will officially rule on it next year, almost always goes with his judgment. The Times chief sports reporter Martin Ziegler says it's a hammer blow to the clubs wishing to revive the project. Effectively, it's saying you can't play in your domestic leagues and then set up your own European Super League. So if you want to be part of the UEFA FIFA system, you have to do what UEFA FIFA tell you. If you want to set up a Super League, then go yourself, but you can't play the Premier League. UEFA's welcomed the judgment, saying it reinforces its central role of protecting the sport. Henry Cavill has revealed he will no longer be playing Superman. He told his followers online that despite saying in October that he would be back in the cape, he has now ended his reign as Clark Kent. The British actor says DC Studios, which is making a new Superman film, is going to focus on the superhero's younger years instead. There doesn't seem to be any hard feelings as he wishes the studios, in his words, the happiest of fortunes. Now, Henry Cavill has played Superman since debuting as him in Man of Steel back in 2013. He wrote on Instagram, it's been a fun ride with you all onwards and upwards. And finally, it stumps scholars since the 5th century BC, but a Cambridge University PhD student has solved an ancient grammatical problem. Rishi Rajpopa decoded a rule which was taught by Panini, a master of the ancient Sanskrit language, who lived around two and a half thousand years ago. According to the university, Sanskrit is only spoken in India by an estimated 25,000 people out of a population of more than one billion. Mr Raj Popat said he had a eureka moment in Cambridge after spending nine months getting nowhere. He hopes it will now be possible to teach Panini's grammar to computers. And that is your World in 10 on Thursday the 15th of December. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.